Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Matt Chat. Today I am joined by the first three-time guest of our show, assistant coach from Arizona State University, Lee Pritz. Lee, welcome back. What's going on, Meerkat? I appreciate you having me. It's uh, it's a, right before Thanksgiving, man, so um, it's a good time to kind of dig into some stuff. You guys had a, a crazy, crazy start of the season, so kind of want to want to talk to you about some of that some of that trip you guys went on here the last two weeks. For sure, but I think I heard you say I'm the first three-timer. That's that's the first time I've been the first three-timer in anything. I doubt that's true, but maybe in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in wrestling. <laughs> so, anyway. So, you guys had a really, really interesting start to your year. You guys went to Michigan State Open and then stayed out there. And then you had the duels with Michigan and uh, – with Ohio State, but before that, you had mm-hmm. two guys wrestle in the All-Star meet. And Correct. So, when you know, obviously people know we're friends, and I'm following your guys' results, and there's really three guys immediately that popped into my head. So I'll kind of start from, like, you know, for you guys, the worst to best. The first guy was Tanner Hall. You know, so he wrestles yep. Nevels, then he wrestles Kuhn, and then if you guys had wrestled him, he would have had Kyle Snyder, and Andy Hamilton and I were talking about off the air about – you know, what a murderer's row that is to start the season. So um, physically, he looks a little bit bigger to me this year. And, you know, obviously it was a tough start for him. How do you yep. guys as a staff work with him on situations, areas of improvement, keeping his confidence level up, things like that? Well, and, and he is bigger, number one, to start. He's, you know, last year he weighed in, you know, I do all the weigh-in sheets. So he typically was about 233 all season. And this year he's been weighing in around 246, 247, which, you know, is good. It's, it's a good thing for him. He's carrying a little more weight, uh, a little more size, a little stronger. And, and I believe he's still adjusting to it, you know. And anytime you're putting on a little size, then, you know, it's 10 to 15 pounds is, is significant. And I think it's just something that he's, he's, learning, he's learning his body, you know. So – I know and he's really mature, so he goes around he, – he evaluates all of his performances. So he gets done with wrestling, and he'll go around, and he'll talk to Pendleton. Like, all right, what do you think? And, you know, he'll do his own evaluation. Then he'll ask Pendleton, and then he'll ask me, and then he'll ask Zeke. And, and then he goes back, and he just – he likes to compare and contrast what we're seeing. You know, and, and what different minds are seeing. And then, you know, he kind of makes his plan according to that. You know, he's mature. He's, he's, he's not a freshman. He's not a rookie. You know, he's been around the sport a long time. So, And for people that don't know, he took a mission. So he's, he's older, right? Oh, yeah. He, well, he came out and went to the Olympic Training Center for a year, year and a half, then left on his mission, then came back. And when he came back, it was end of October. I think he got back on Halloween. And uh, so he didn't start until the, you know, heck, August of the following season. So <laughs> you look at it, I told, I, I always joke, I'm like, man, you're going to be collecting Social Security before you're done with college. 
gets his ARP card as a senior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I shouldn't be making old guy jokes, though, to be fair. <laughs> I should probably stay in my lane on that, yeah. So, so when you're saying he's picking all your guys' brains, is it that he's looking – I think I've coached a lot of guys, and they just keep looking for the answer that makes them feel the best about themselves so they, you know – as opposed to, is he, you know, is he doing that, or is he picking brains for the best way he can improve? Well, he likes to number one find out, you know, and I think all of us, and this is what I think makes our staff, you know, a good staff is we have different eyes on wrestling. You know, uh, all, you know, all of us have different eyes on, you know, and I guess probably everyone has this on their staff, but it's not like, it's not like. I grew up in the same system as Zeke or the same system as Chris. And, you know, we all grew up in different systems and different programs. So when you put us together, we have maybe different opinions, different ideas that we can bounce off each other. And I think it works really good. So what he likes to get is what is consistent with the positive, what is consistent with, I don't know if I'd like to call it a negative, but maybe areas of concern. And then, you know, maybe there's something off the wall that all, all three of us are saying, you know, differently. And so he's, he's really into evaluation and getting better, you know. He's probably his, his own toughest critic. So I'll be like, man, that was, that was a great match. I don't know. You know, he'll start going into, I got to do this better, that better. I'm like, yeah, there's always areas to improve on, but, you know, when, so, so he's his own – he's his toughest critic. So I don't think he's looking for the pat on the back. I think he's really doing it to say, hey, I want to get better. I want to be the best. You know, where can I – how can I do that? That's a great you know, thing. You know, where you don't have to be – when guys are their own toughest critics, that makes it a lot easier to coach, obviously. Right, right. I, I agree. He does. He's He's constantly looking for feedback and – and it's a good thing. He, you know, he's going to keep improving as, as long as he doesn't get too old. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't think we should be making those jokes, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but I can do that with him since we're almost the same age. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, and I'm doing go. this for him because I have a pretty good relationship with him, so he's, he'll appreciate those jokes. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> the next guy that really jumped up the page was Josh Shields. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, part of that Franklin Regional program, you got him and Maruka yeah. and, you know, Kemmer went to Iowa and Spencer Lee, you mean, they're, they're just producing studs out there. And, you know, didn't, you know, he, he was fine last year, but, you know, what didn't pop off, you know, pop off the page. And then this right. year he wins the Michigan State Open, then beats Pantaleo, then really wrestles super well against the win with Micah Jordan. So, yeah. you know, we've got him ranked seventh. And he's really got a solid argument to really be as high as four or five. So with a guy like that, is overconfidence a problem with him? You know, do you have to keep him level-headed? And he's really jumped levels. So what, what do you attribute that to? His work ethic. Uh, he loves working. You know, it's he's probably the hardest worker we have in the room. And, you know, it's, it's almost – he. He loves the intensity so much, and he loves to bang so much. It's almost you got to slow him down at times so he can learn the technique. You know, it's, he just wants to go. 
and which is great. You know, he understands. He's like, hey, this is what I do. This is this is who I am. And so, you know, so at times you have to slow him down and build in technique phases with him because he just wants to go hard every day. And if you watch him wrestle, he does the same thing. You know, he just he you don't know what the score is. He's just he's coming to wrestle, and he he truly enjoys the battles. So, you know, I I look at the Michigan State Open and. He's wrestling Heffernan in, in the finals, and Heffernan's tough. Right. You know, and that was a tough bracket with Shields and Heffernan and Christian Pagdaleo. Just in our room was tough. Uh, Sertis, you know, and Pagdaleo beats Sertis. You know, uh, Heffernan beats uh, Pagdaleo in, in a one-point match. And then, you know, and they're in the final. So it's a tough weight. And, man, he was in there, and they went to the final overtime. And it was great. You know, it was great. He loved it. You know, came off the mat, and he's like, ah, that's great. And, and I'll tell you what's funny. Overconfidence? No, he felt pretty good after the Jordan win. And I kind of told him, you know, he, he got taken down twice in the first period. And he came back and, I believe, scored, he scored a takedown and finished a period on top. And uh, then he... He, he was winning now, and he kind of took his foot off the gas pedal a little bit. He was still wrestling hard, but it wasn't the same urgency. And so afterwards, I was talking to him a little bit in the, you know, in the airport and on the plane. And I said, hey, you, you, took, you took your foot off the gas pedal. You know, he's like, I, I don't think so. I said, watch a video. And after watching the video, he, started, he goes, oh, coach, I was awful. I, I, he goes, I, I, I didn't wrestle that good. I was like, no, you wrestled really good, but I think you left a lot of points on the board. I think there was more points to, you know, to be had, and, and you, know, you didn't take advantage of that. He's like, yeah, that's so many mistakes. So, you know, and again, he's he's another one of the guys that does a lot of evaluation and, you know, picking brains and always trying to get better. So he sees it realistically, which keep you know would probably keep him from you know getting over his skis too much. It sounds like. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and for him, I don't think the goal is seventh or fifth or right. whatever, you know. So uh, I know last year at the NCAA tournament, and he doesn't show too much, but last year at the NCAA tournament, uh, when it didn't go as planned, he was hurting, and he was hurting in a bad way. And, and, and I know that's something that drives him. Yeah, right? Like, you know, when people experience – you know, frankly, there's not a nice word for it, failure. You know, mm -hmm. you find out what happens, right? Like, you, you know, you see real quickly what people are made of. And That's right. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of a guy who hasn't failed in a while, Zahid, the man, um, he had a nice little warm-up match at the All-Star meet with some guy named <laughs> Paul. It was kind of a, you know, shake-the-rust-off kind of match. But, right. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, obviously a really, really good win for him. And, you know, you and I – talk a lot just separately from this stuff and you know sometimes right. when you win you lose and sometimes when you lose you know you really did well and you can look at ways that you know you're good right. with it but whether Zahid would have won that match or not what impressed me watching it was just his willingness to commit to multiple attacks to not wrestle a one scramble match and you know the word that just kept popping in my head was he's fearless you know that Hall's yeah. an obviously an amazing wrestler but his real strength to me seems to be his ability to scramble and counterattack. So to go, Correct. I'm going to wrestle this guy who's 
multiple time world champion, national champion, and I'm going to wrestle him where he's best. Mm-hmm. You know, not like, hey, I think I found a weakness and I'm going to try to do that, which I think kind of is a coach's mentality. Hey, let's wrestle right. him where he's not so great. Like, nah, bro, I'm going to go right at him where he's, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go right yeah. down the middle of the field, tell him what's coming, and, and do my thing. So, yeah. What was that the game plan or, or how did that all evolve? And it, it was. It was a game plan. And again, these guys wrestle year round, right? I sure. mean, he, he, him and Mark Hall, you know, heck, I, I don't know how many times a year they work out, but it, it, it's often, you know, so they know each other inside out and backwards. You know, they know each other better than the coaches know them because they feel each other, you know, so. But he's like, I got to attack him. I'm going to attack him, and I'm going to keep attacking. And, like, we love it. Yeah. You know, and that's his mindset. And, you know, with, with a guy like Zahid, uh, if you watch his matches, I mean, watch a Bo Jordan match, watch a mean match, and, you know, he's firing a lot of attacks each match. And that's that's really what this is about. This, that's, that's what makes wrestling exciting. You know, that's what puts people in the stands. That's why people really like to watch him wrestle because he's going to go 100 miles an hour. And he's going to, you know, remember, he grew up his, his sophomore year. He's wrestling 113. So, you know, he grew up with that mentality, you know. And so it's the same. He just he's going to fire and he's going to go into the battle. And, and you know, if he takes 20 shots in a match and scores on three of them, he's, he's happy. Yeah, but it takes, I mean, it takes courage, right? I mean, it really takes courage to do that, you know, I think, to, you know, go, I mean, and maybe just because I wasn't as good as Zahid, but if you wrestle somebody who's really good, you're like, man, if I, I told our guys when we, when we coached them, I'm like, if you're better, you want to get in seven scrambles, you'll win four. You know, if you're worse, you want to get in one scramble because you can win it. You know, it's like. Back when he was the man, like playing Tiger Woods, you don't want to play him for 18 holes. You want to play him right. like one hole, you know, what's your best club, you know, at your home course. Because you can get lucky on one hole. There's no way you're beating that guy over four hours, you know. So, right. Yeah. But see, and that's – but you got to understand with, with Zahid, and I might have I touched on this on uh, another time that we talked on this, is, you know, last year, so he loses at the NCAA tournament, and – you know, everyone heard the interviews. He he handled it well. It was controversial, but he handled it well and came back and really dominated throughout the rest of the tournament to come back and take third. And uh, you know, was he was he broken inside? Absolutely. You know, did he want four national titles? Absolutely. You know, same thing. He's high level, but. I remember at the banquet, you know, I gave him an award. I forget what the award was, but I said, you know, the way he handled it was impressive. And I'm not sure that a lot of people would, would be able to handle it the same way he did. You know, coming in undefeated and losing on a controversial call in the semis and, and to be able to put the tournament together the next two matches and and dominate with bonus points. I mean, that was impressive. I said, but at the end of the day, it took me a while as a coach to sit back and go, you know, the reason he can do that is his goal is is bigger. He wants to be the best in the world. He wants to be a world and Olympic champion. And so for him, these are stepping stones to get to that next level. Yeah, and again, it's impressive, but how many times do you see guys, how many times guys we've coached, guys we've talked about, like, 
I coached one kid who won nationals, and I told my dad, I'm like, this guy's going to take first, second, or sixth. He ain't winning no right. matches on the back. You know, right. he's just not a backside guy. You know, there's other guys, like, and I probably shouldn't put you in the category with me, but, like, <laughs> man, we get on the back, like, okay. Like, you know, we were hoping <laughs> to win, but, you know, we're kind of in our lane now. Like, let's go win some matches, right? Let's go hey, beat the number one seed on the back. Can yeah, do it. yeah, yeah. Well, I'll go left in the bracket for a while. I ain't scared. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I mean, go back here. Right? We got eight matches. This is my style. This is what I trained for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no no reason to go to the tournament and just get five. Let's get all eight matches. Yeah. Yeah. Let's test that new NCAA limit on matches. Yeah. So for a guy, <laughs> I got to go back to my point, but for a guy that's not used to being there, like, I think a lot of us wondered, like, I wonder who we're going to see on Saturday. Mm hmm. We all did because he was a freshman. You know, and we know what he's made of. Everyone knows what he's made of. And, but but when you're going through it, you know, it, it's, you don't know until you get there, right? You don't know until you – we can speculate and assume that he's going to step up and, and he's going to give his best effort. But he came back and, man, I think he pinned his – in the Conci semis, pinned a guy. Yeah. And then – Major for third, right? Yeah, and then Major Amin, who's tough. Yeah, who's no joke, for sure. Right. Like, no joke, yeah. So. Yeah, so even Amin, I remember their battle in Vegas. They had a they had a great match in Vegas. And after the match, you know, and I know the Amin family well, and they're just they're, they're unbelievable people. They're great people, you know. So I went to Mike Amin afterwards, and I said, hey, I can see these two being in the NCAA finals. You know, and – it wasn't the finals, but you know, it was the next closest match, right? So they ended up for third and fourth. And I remember saying that to him in, in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So you call it, yeah. And you know, there's a lot of wrestling to be had, but I mean if even if you're wrestling for third, that's high level stuff. And that's stuff most that's of high us, level. we you know, hope for. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we talked about your schedule. So you, Zeke, Chris and Dino, you guys started out yeah, and one of the things was, I think I was just texting with you about something like, yeah, we're still on the road. And I'm like, it made sense once I thought about it, right? Like, yeah, why would they fly back to Arizona, fly back to, you know, Ann Arbor? But, you know, you guys have a really young team. And it wasn't like, yeah. you know, you were wrestling the School of the Blind and, you know, two, right. two Catholic girls schools out there. Like, I mean, you had really right. tough schedule. Like, was – was the goal like, look, we're going to drop all these dudes in the 10-meter pool and see who can swim? Was that kind of the <laughs> thought process? No. So it, it's – well, there's a couple areas to address. First is why did we stay out the whole time? You know, and there was some jokes. We, we took a little bit of little bit of razzing from people like me. we we got to go to Arizona State. You can take a whole week off of school. And, you, you know, I was a lot like, of travel miles with extended stay in America. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, come on. You know, I was like – you know, it, it was something that we worked on for six weeks leading up to the trip with our guys academically and getting as much done on the front side as we could. And we also traveled our academic coach. And, you know, we had three hours of study hall every day. You know, so it was something that – and the reason we did it, Dave, was there's a new rule where before you, when you travel, that could be considered an off day. So we get done with the Michigan State Open on Saturday – I mean on Sunday. We had to fly home on Monday, 
technically we'd have to give Tuesday off. Okay. Then we work out Wednesday, and we're back on a flight Wednesday to to go to Michigan. So there so, was a rule that said you would you would not be allowed to have practice on that Tuesday. Well, not not you have to give one day off a week, right? But a travel day no longer counts. Where before, if we oh, would, I get it. Okay, all right. That makes yeah. Sense. Okay. So, so the rule really screws them things implementing up for you guys. the rule. Yeah, this year it it wouldn't have allowed us to train all week, you know, or they would have got off the plane and had to go right in and train. You know, it, it was just it was it was more complicated, and probably more taxing on the guys to do that than to stay and you know fly more. We had to fly more of our guys out for training partners, uh, fly our academic coach out. So it ended up you know we had to spend spend some more money on it. But at the end of the day, it was the best thing to do for our guys, you know, w- with the new rules. And and again, we had to petition to the NCA to get it, and they understood what we were doing, and we had our our bases covered yeah. so it worked out then as far as the strength of the schedule you know that's we need to get out to the big 10 schools you know they're the ones having success right now right at, at a at their strongest conference right now and so we have to get to them any way we can and later on in the year really isn't an option because of the big 10 schedule and how they do it Right. You know, and, and so for us, we were like, this is a great opportunity for us to do it right now. And Michigan jumped on board, and Ohio State was, has been on board for two years now. Yeah, that's uh, right. You guys, they came to your place last year. Right. And, you know, so, so it worked out to where we were able to pick up a couple of those teams, and then you, you jump into Michigan State Open where, you know, it was a tough tournament. That was a tough tournament to open up with, and and we knew we were going to go out and we were going to take you know get some wins. We were going to take some losses, but at the end of the day, we had to get out and and find out where our strengths were, where our weaknesses are, so we can get back and work on them. And in, and in our mind, it's better to find that out right now in November, when you have a few months to really develop those areas, and have them firing by March. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like college football, right? If you're going to lose, lose early. So Right. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, now that it's over, would you do it again or not, and why? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, my first – I believe this is my first year here, and different coaching staff, and I actually thought it was crazy when I got here. We went and dueled – we went East Coast – we had a duel on Friday night. I think it was North Carolina. Then Saturday, and that was at UNC. Then Saturday, we had two duels at Campbell. And uh, I forget what two teams, but that's another scratch way in, two matches. Then we jumped on the road, drove four hours down to the Citadel. And next day, weighed in, scratched that morning and wrestled there. So we had three days, scratch weigh-ins, and traveling to the schools. And oh, wow. when I first... Yeah, when I first wow. saw it on the schedule, I was like, I was like, you don't like our guys, do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta test them early. And I thought it was crazy. And I, I tell you what, about halfway through the year, I said, man, that trip really benefited us because our guys haven't felt anything that tough since that time. You know, yeah. and so it, it really helped us and elevated us. And you know, and I know. Zeke was talking about times where 
Bobby Douglas would put them in cars and they'd be on the road for 21 days over Christmas break and wrestling everywhere and just yeah he's like it was brutal and it made us better it's like battle and, battle tested right 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 and i tell you what man it was we we enjoyed the experience this time and we got some great matches out of it and the, the crowds were good and you know heck the matches were great tournament was great everything just went really smooth as far as that injuries were to a minimal so overall you know it's just and something that you don't see on the schedule is we we had four or five of our guys wrestling the eastern michigan open on saturday yeah i remember talking to you about in between that, yeah. the two yeah you know so we got a lot of wrestling in in a short period that's great yeah you, yeah, and I, I guessed that your answer would be, yeah, of course, but it's. I think the why on something like that is more interesting than the what, right? Like, you know, For sure. unless, you know, nine guys got hurt and you guys got scrubbed up, you're, you know, you're probably going to go, yeah, it was a good experience. But, you know, the why right. and, and the lessons you guys got out of that is, is interesting. So, um, yeah. so right now you guys are ranked sixth with us in track wrestling. And I always, you know – I think rankings are really interesting to people that are not participating. Like, I think they're super right. interesting. Um, how much do you care? What do you, does the coaching staff care? Does it matter to your guys? You know, like, do you guys, I mean, they, you know, do they pay any attention to it? Or, or am I just wasting my time on a Google sheet here? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> in, in my world, in the world that, you know, I live in. Yeah. Personally, you know, yeah, I'm bad with the rankings. I don't look at the rankings, you know, very rarely. You know, now as we start to get into January, we got to do the coaches poll. I was just about to say, until the coaches poll comes out, and then then you guys come knocking for data, right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You know, because that stuff becomes a a major factor in, in the NCAA qualification process. You know, but as far as the other ones go, I think they're for the fans, and I think they're great, and it gets people talking and creates excitement. Uh, do our guys know what's going on with rankings? Yeah, of course they do. You know, of course they do. They they like to see their name in those rankings so they can build up their Instagram. You know, <laughs> I just got on Twitter, and I'm now I don't know, and now I don't know what Instagram is. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you gotta keep up, man. That ship has sailed, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think they used to do it on Snapchat, but it doesn't stick around long enough. They want it to where it's going to stick. I got you. Yeah, for sure. I think they do pay attention to it, but I don't think they put a lot of weight into it. Right. You know, know, most guys, most guys, they they understand what it is. It's a number next to a name, and at the end of the day, you're going to have to train hard and scrap hard, and that number can keep rising. Yeah. Zeke pays attention to everything. You know, there's nothing – there's – there's. you'll see – you know, so to say, does he pay attention to the rankings? Absolutely. Do I think that he studies them and worries about them and stuff like that? I don't think he's doing that stuff, but he's paying attention to everything. You know, so he, he's, he's probably the most detailed guy I've been around uh, when it comes to running a program from top to bottom. That you know he's trying to. There's no stone unturned. He's a he's a beautiful mind kind of guy to me. You know, like from that movie. You know where every last detail. I mean, I you help 
me get him on the show this summer, and I got to have a really enjoyable conversation with him at World Team Trials. And yeah. he's always been kind to, you know, my dad and me, and, you know, doesn't owe right. that to us. But um, he's just a guy that looks at the world like he's been all around the world, which is obvious. But, yeah. but that perspective, that global perspective that, look, don't sweat the small stuff, and some of this is really small stuff. You know, that perspective is I, – I would think that's helped probably make you a better coach, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, and like I said, the coaches I've coached under have, have all had qualities that were just incredible that have helped me throughout my career. But I'll give you an example of Zeke in the, in the details. We're, we're getting ready to wrestle Ohio State, and the announcer comes out, and then you've seen, uh, like, Scott Casper when he's doing some of the events. He's out on the middle of the stage talking with the mic. Scott Casper's and, a very shy, low-key guy, but I have seen that, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 And, and so I, and I, and I, I say that because, as, as an example, a lot of people have seen it, but when you go to a college dual meet, and the announcer is at some head table somewhere, you know, tucked away. Right. Well, we're at we're at Ohio State, and the duel's getting ready to start, and the announcer comes out, and he starts pumping the crowd up, and he's talking on the mic, and he's walking around the mat. And Zeke pulls out his phone and starts videoing it, you know, just to get some clips of it. So he's like, man, that's a good idea. You know, and, I mean, we're getting ready to wrestle. What, what did they rank? They're, they're top three, right? They're second. Who? Ohio State. We just – they moved to one in our poll. They okay, just, so just moved to one, yeah. Yeah. Right, so they're 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 one or two. We're getting ready to wrestle, you know, one of the best teams <laughs> in the country, and my man's videotaping this so we can, you know, to grow the we program. can look at yeah to grow the program. Yeah, that's you know, and it's just it's just stuff like that. It's like, you know, it took 12 seconds for him to do that, but nobody else thought of it. Right. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean. Like, you know, he talked to me about some things about looking what what goes into making a guy a national champion or a world champion and literally was kind enough to share some notes with me like literal doc, literal documentation and notes and you know I felt like I was got my hands on the holy grail you know right just super he's he's a he's a guy I would buy a bottle of wine for to just sit and talk to him you know there are certain guys in our sport like that that and you know I think you're a guy that's always picking, you know, the brains of the best guys in the country and the world, and it, it, it must be, yeah, I'm sure there's some days you just pinch yourself and go, I get to go talk to this guy today and get, you know, help guys, you know, do what I love to do and help guys get better. It's got to be pretty awesome. Yeah, like I said, he's he's great to work with, and, you know, and he just, and he's a workhorse too, so it's, you know, it's, uh, there's a great mind there, but the drive behind being successful is even stronger. So he's going to work and work and work. So well, that's fun for me, too. And he's he's very uh, very fair with his praise. Like, we you know, when he was on the show, and I asked him about the recruiting, and he was the first one to point out the relationships that you had lined up with the Valencias and a lot of those other kids in that number one class, and that, you know, really he was just there to kind of, you know, you know, make sure things continued to go in the direction you had them. So that impressed me a lot. So um, let's talk about the Cadet World Team. Um, yeah. I know – you would never say this on the air, but I talked to some people at USA Wrestling, and I know that those folks, and specifically Kevin Jackson, asked you to be a part of the coaching staff based on 
how instrumental you were at training camp. So I guess, first of all, how, you know, how did you hear about that? And how much does that mean to you? Oh, it was awesome. I was, I was excited because even the training camp, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't part of any of it. And a couple of days before, uh, maybe call it 10 days before, Zeke said, uh, yeah, we got to uh, get you out there. You know, this, this would be good. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, please. And, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's like, oh, by the way, um, yeah, you're probably going to have to raise some money <laughs> to go out there. <laughs> so if you, you could know. get those TPS reports done, that yeah. would be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and you know what? Uh, why don't you take some guys, too? I was like, yeah, I'll do that. But we got to raise money for them, too. I said, okay. So 10 days, get a crew together, raise the money, and go. He's like, yeah, it sounds great. Good idea. Let's do it. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not really. I mean, that's kind of how how it started, and you know, and really, in it was a time when it was only it was the sixth to twelfth. It was the only time our young guys had off. They were they were up for the summer session too, and so it was the only that was the, literally the only week they had off to go back home. And so I ended up just taking Brain and Courtney, and uh, we went out and and we were there for the week and. Courtney was a training partner, and you know, and I was in there, and just whatever, whenever, you know, and it's you're going those things. It's you know, you're not going in there and coaching those dudes up big time. You know, you're going in there to, to help them out and do whatever you can in the training, and you know, the the John Bourmet. It's tweaking, right? At that point, just keep them on the straight yeah. and narrow. Maybe help them with their confidence. Maybe one or two little just adjustments, right? Yeah, probably more tactics and stuff like that, you know, and. And again, you're going through the workouts. It's it's whatever the the coaching staff needed. You know, they were like, hey, whatever they needed, I was willing to do. And I ended up connecting pretty good with a lot of the guys. And you know, and at the end, uh, we just went to dinner, and or Kevin and I were at dinner. And you know, well, a few of them said after the last training session, uh, KJ was like, hey, make sure you guys think Pritz, and uh, you know, he's not going out to Greece with us. And uh, a couple of the guys said, "No, no, 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 he's got to go," and uh, which was cool, you know. And, sure. But again, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really even think much of it at the time, except, "Oh, that was cool," you know. And how much did you pay? Which, how much did you pay those guys to say that? <laughs> right. to you, yeah. you know, outside my door it says assistant coach. I ain't got no money to pay them. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Go on. So, no, we went to dinner that night, and then after he's like, "Hey, man, if there's a way, you know, we 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 need to get you out, you know." Because you seem to connect with the guys pretty good. I was like, yeah, it went great, you know, and I would love to go. And I said, but I'm not asking. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I get it. And so I, I don't, I don't even know how, who talked to who and who did what. But it ended up uh, a couple of days later, he called me and Zeke, and they said, hey, you, you know, let's let's get him out. And it was awesome. It was a great experience. Yeah, I would imagine Mr. Martori might have been helpful in that process as well. Um, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, been involved in a few international teams. So Strong, strong probability. <laughs> yeah, strong probability, <laughs> yeah. So what was the experience like, like just being a part of that? I mean, and really part of – I would – I, you know, I don't – I'm not prone to hyperbole, but the greatest summer of, of American wrestling probably ever, right? Right, and and that's something we're all aware of. You know, the first day at the 
the first day wasn't a great day. The, the, you know, because it was two-day tournament, well, three-day tournament, really. So half the weight classes went day one. And then on the second day, it was the end of the tournament for the first group and the start of the tournament for the second group. And then the third day was the last, you know, the final day for the second group. And day one wasn't a great day. Uh, and, and it started out with uh, Jordan Decatur, you know, had a two-time finalist, I believe, from Greece. And it was fun. When he came, he was one of the first matches out. And when he came walking out and, you know, his opponent come walking out, all of a sudden, all the security guards came walking out too. And that match was pretty controversial. Uh, you know, Jordan, Jordan, I, I believe he won that match, but man, I think it was KJ that threw the brick in at the end, and next thing you know, KJ threw the brick, and then everyone else started throwing bottles. Really? Oh, yeah, security was all over the place. It was wild, you know, so that was all starting on day one, and again, day one didn't go great, but, you know, everyone got together, and on day two, came back and had an unbelievable day two and day three so and again we knew that the seniors won it the juniors won it and the cadets wanted to win it and you know they ended up second and you know i think they had overall they had a really good performance but uh they had to, they, they knew it was on the table they wanted to, they wanted all three to win it and they worked really hard to make that happen just fell up a little short yeah and if second in the world's failure, I think most of us would love to, <laughs> love to fail that way, right? Yeah. 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 Brooks, the, the, the great Brooks uh, who won it, Yeah. he brought his own flag. Really? Oh, yeah. I said, this dude's got a plan. My, I was like, my, my man has been visualizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was great, you know, because he, 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 uh, he was the alternate. And uh, oh, what's his face? He got hurt. And uh, – What's his face going to just just committed to Okie State? Uh, Whit, uh, Whitlake. Whitlake, yes. Yeah. Got hurt, and he, he couldn't get back in time. So literally, I don't know, a couple weeks before, uh, he finds out, and he's like, yeah. So my man shows up with his own American flag. I was like, this dude. This dude this is dude's ready. <laughs> he's ready to go. Yeah. Some people pack a PlayStation. I mean, pack a flag. Yeah. <laughs> he had plans. Yeah. That's bold. I mean, but the, literally, that's like, that makes a guy more attractive when you're recruiting him, right? Like, you're like, man, this dude, he ain't happy to be here. You know? I mean, that that's pretty cool. So. Oh, it was impressive. You know, I just, it's, 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 again, watching all those guys was impressive just to see, you know, how they responded to things and you know some of them is their first trip and some of them is their first international competition and it's a world championship and you know so it's just to, to, to watch how they responded and reacted and their demeanor and it was it was it was a great experience i'm sure i'm sure it was amazing and you know i i would be remiss if i didn't give a shout out to cody bickley for the structure that he's put together for all those age group programs. I mean, I was right. talking to him back, you know, literally in the 1800s when I made a world team and then we ended up boycotting. But before that happened, they were like, yeah, they like, I remember we like, we have to get your passport and do this and then we're going to meet. 
It'll be a two-day training camp, and then we go. Right. You know, versus <laughs> what you guys are doing now. You know, like, holy hell. You know, like, you know, and, and the results, you know, you can see that, you know, you can see the results are there. So mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. And some – I've had a lot of people – and I say a lot of people, a handful of people in the that that are really saying, you know, this really got started when Zeke was national team coach and he came up with the RTC plans. Yes. You know, and they said they really see the development happening faster and younger, and he, you know, and they really believe that this is this is the reason why the success is happening now. Yeah, yeah, and I talked to Zeke about that on the air, and, and he's very um, – he, a lot of people don't think this, but I thought Zeke was very humble in the interview. You know, he didn't take credit for right. a lot of things and, you know, very, very uh, inclusive. But Oh, yeah. But that's what you get from, you know, from being really smart and when you're smart, being willing to learn from others. And he was learning from all over the world. So, yep. yeah, so – one of the sort of visual highlights for me was a Twitter post. I, I think I'd been on Twitter for about two days. Uh, Andy Hamilton set up an account for me while I was in Dubai, and I came <laughs> back. And I saw a picture of you and uh, Ja'Cory Teamer walking out together. You know, yeah. it was kind of like, I don't know, bird's eye view. And, yeah. you know, like, you know, something along the lines. He was the one that posted, like, this is my ride or die or can't wait to, you know, wrestle more for this guy. You know, what What was – it seemed like a really awesome moment. Let's tell me a little bit about your relationship with Ja'Cory. It, you know, it's, it's getting better every day. You know, we are getting to know each other, really. You know, like the rest of the staff are, we're, you know, and have we been recruiting him for a long time? Absolutely. And has there been the relationship? Absolutely. But until you are, you know, hands-on – you know how that starts changing things, and yeah. so we got to spend some time together out there. And and again, uh, you know, I've never cornered him or anything. You know, at the time he was still a prospect. You know, so you know, obviously I wasn't doing anything in the in the high school world or anything like that. So I get out there and he's like, "Coach, you, you you're gonna corner me, right?" I said, "Man, I am here. Whatever KJ needs from me, right? That's what I'm doing." You know, if, if, if I'm the water boy, I'll be the water boy. You know, in MMA, who's carrying the bucket? Right. Right. Yeah. right. See, I mean, that's my role. Like, whatever, yeah. whatever you need, I'm I'm here for the athletes and the staff. Whatever they need, I'm in. And he said, oh, I want you. And then I, I don't know, a day later, or something. KJ said, Hey, you're. Uh, I want you. I, I want you to corner Jacory. And I said, Hey. So I said, Great. So I walked over and told him, and he got pretty excited about that. And <laughs> and the funny thing was is that that, that picture, I believe, is from the first match when we were walking out. And and he said, all right, now, Coach, when I get ready to walk up the stairs, just stick your hand out. I got to smack it. <laughs> oh, he told you that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no – that's, that's what I mean. These these kids were great, man. Like, they had plans. Like, uh-uh, we're going to do it this way, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> or at one point in the match – one point, I think it was his second match, or he said, you know, I, I go up there to yeah, in between periods, and he, I said, you know, we got. I forget what I was telling him, but and he's like, no, no, listen, coach, I, I, I got, I got, I got to put him in my leg. I said, you got to do what? <laughs> and KJ came up there, and he's like, no, 
But he wanted the kid to grab his leg? Yes, yes. He's like, no, no, coach, I got to put him on my leg. I said, I tell you what. Make sure that works. Make sure that works. This is one of those moments. If this is really what you want to do, you've got to be successful with it. If not, we're going to catch a lot of heat. He said, don't worry. I got it. And sure enough, the dude grabbed his leg and he folded him up pretty good off it. He looked over and I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Just like we drew it up. Except <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I was scared. I'm like, I can't. You want me to say it's okay for you, this guy to grab your leg? Right. The thing he's trying to do, we're going to let him do that. Okay. All right. That's, all right. That's one I, that's way to do it. That's one way to do it. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'll sink on the ship with you, big dog. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God yeah, it worked. Had it been a rough yeah. interview. Had it been yeah, a rough, like, rough maybe, interview. Maybe my, my I'm, I'm loyal to a fault, but I was like, all right, you want to ride this ship down? Let's go. <laughs> Crazy. I can imagine the afterwards, like, yeah, um, can you direct that question to Coach Jackson? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's no. funny. Then so. he did. He had a good tournament and ended up third. And, you know, and I really feel he could have won it. You know, he just, uh, again, he, he was a guy in his first tournament. You know, his first tournament. And you could tell there was, there was a little bit of the unknown. And uh, But he fought through it. You know, he fought through it and, and then pinned his guy for third and fourth, and it was great. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, like, you know, we've all been taught since we're little kids, like, don't let the refs decide it. Well, that's a nice theory. But, yeah. you know, and I'm not saying Mark Hall didn't beat Zahid, but there's a hundred close yeah. matches like that at Nationals every year, one-point matches. And yes. sometimes the referees have something to do with it. They have to make a difficult call, and they make it one way or the other. And it's not the referee's fault, and it's not either no. one of those guys' fault. They're just two really good guys going at each other. And sometimes I think coaches need to reevaluate that because half the coaches that are telling you to do that never want anything. Right. You know, like, yeah. yeah, really? Like, so you're telling me that you took third in the Eureka quad. Like, maybe we should reevaluate this conversation. You right. Know? Yeah. So yeah. one of the things that you and I had spoken about just one night rambling was we talked about what, like, what makes a successful wrestler? And, you know, we're talking about all these things like talent, strength, speed, explosiveness, intelligence, tactics, mental toughness. You know, I'm sure I missed some things in there, but, you know, there's some sort of big category stuff. Like, which of those areas, you know, do you look for first? And which of those areas do you consider to be the easiest or most difficult to coach? Ooh, I think the thing I look for – when I'm on the road and I'm wa- or watching film or whatever and I'm looking for recruits, the, 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 the biggest thing I look for, which may sound a little crazy, is I'm looking for somebody that loves competing. You know, they love wrestling and they love competing. You know, and, and you see the guys and they're warming up for a match and they look scared to death. You know, you're like, ooh. And there's some really good guys out there that do that, and you're going, ooh, this guy right here, he, he, he's, he gets nervous, and you can see it. And, and I'm not saying nervous is bad. I'm just saying it's when it's it's overwhelming sometimes, to, and I'm watching, and I'm like, I don't know that they love it. You know, they're good at it, and I don't know that they love it. And I think sometimes just over the years from watching those guys going to college, even though they're good, it's like, ooh, 
and and you hear people talk about like, man, we really thought he was going to be amazing, and you know, and he still was good, but he ended up third three times, or you know, not third, yeah. three times he ended up like, you know, a one-time All-American or something. Yeah. And you thought he was going to yeah. be an undefeated four-timer, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. You know, but they, they, maybe they didn't really love it, you know. And so I look for the guys that really love it. Now, you know, obviously. You see other things like uh, I'll talk Cordell Norfleet. I saw him. I said, okay, I see Cordell Norfleet. He's pretty raw, but man, slightly above average athlete. Slightly. <laughs> I'm like this dude when he hits people, he folds them up, and I'm like, you know, he's got something here, and and he loves competing. You know, again, he did love competing. He loves wrestling. He was still, you know, you're going okay. He's a little raw. We're gonna spend some time with him, but. Man, can he get across a mat fast and hard? And and so you know, and then you find out he has amazing grades, and you know, wow, okay, now we're talking, you know. And so you get the, you, I think it, when you're recruiting, for me personally, first I find the people that love wrestling and love competing, and then I try to say, okay, oh great, he has speed, beautiful. You know, his academics are great, beautiful. You know, you try to find all the areas that fit into your program. Uh, and then fit into maybe your coaching style or your staff's coaching style to uh, to best to to develop them quicker. Yeah, you know so so you know there's other guys that I'm like ah I really like him but I don't I just don't see him in our program. You know that they're really good, but maybe maybe their style or something just doesn't fit with with what we're trying to get accomplished. That's a tough yeah. one, right? Because nobody bats a thousand on that. You know, there's guys that you think we're going to be good, and they end up, you know, they don't. And then there's other guys you think, yeah, I'm going to take a pass, and then they uh, end up you know, <laughs> yeah. killing yeah. it for other programs, right? Yeah, and they probably could kill it for you too. It's just, you know, something was missing. You know, something was missing, and that's fine. You know, that's why we have options on athletes. Athletes have options on universities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and ultimately. You know, you kind of hope everybody ends up being a good, you know, if you care right. about people. That's right. You want everybody to have the good fit. So, you know, Absolutely. one of the things that really sticks out to me about you is literally how important relationships are to you. I mean, there's been times mm -hmm. in my life where I was like, dude, like I'll send you a text like I need I hate to bug you. I know we're right in the middle of something. I need you. To help me with this. I had a kid one year that, and people would never know this, that won nationals for us, and you literally coached him the last eight days of our season on his diet. Like, literally, right. I know you talk to that dude every night. And right. I'd like to say you probably told him the same thing I was trying to tell him, but for some reason he wanted to listen to you and not me. And the important mm. thing was he got it done. And, you know, just what that's probably the thing I respect about you the most is just your loyalty and your – unselfishness because nobody knows about these stories so where does that come from and and you know i think you're almost that way to a fault i mean i've seen you be loyal to people that didn't deserve it you know right why do you think you're that way and and you know you know how, how does that happen because i think it's a real rarity well first i appreciate appreciate you saying that that really means a lot to me and and uh it is something that I believe in to, to the end. And, you know, it's probably the friends I grew up with. Obviously, my family had something to do with it, but it's probably the friends I grew up with 
you know, I, I, I grew up where in South Florida and my buddies were loyalty wasn't an option. It's just, it's what it was, you know? And, and so I learned that I learned that at an early age, you know, and I, I kind of joke about it, but I, you know, but I'm like, you know what? You didn't have to worry about other people. You had to worry about your friends punching in your face. If you, if you, if you started talking too much, you know what I mean? Like it just, so it, it, it was a loyalty thing and, and it was, it was great, you know, and, and, and my coaches, you know, obviously had something to do with it. So I, I think that's where the loyalty piece came from. Uh, but as far as doing stuff and, you know, behind the scenes and not wanting credit and all that is I've had a lot of coaches in my life, you know, from when I was a gymnast to my diving coaches to, you know, my karate instructors to every, you know, everything. It had a lot of coaches that impacted me and influenced me in ways that maybe a lot of them don't even know they did. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and I always knew I wanted to coach. Even before I started wrestling, I was like, man, I'm going to be a coach because I want to do this for people. Really? And, yeah. I, we've talked. I never knew that. Even before you got into wrestling, you knew you wanted to coach something? Yes. I figured my whole family, we were gymnasts our whole life, you know, so I figured I was going to end up being a gymnastics coach. And then all of a sudden, one day in ninth grade, I found wrestling. Yeah. And went home and quit everything. And my parents are like, no, 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 you can't do that. I'm like, oh no, it's over. I'm a wrestler. I got this stance thing going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when they saw me, like my first, oh, I was so bad my first year too. And uh, at the end of that first year, my mom literally told me, she's like, well, my dad I think was the one that said, hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we get you back in? You know, you, you know, you're a state champion gymnastics. You're you know, a couple months away from your black belt, you, you know, you had a lot of good things going on. We get you back into that stuff. I'm like, nope, nope, I love it. My mom is so tough. She just said, hey, he's not telling you the truth. You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Steve Martin school of recruiting. He only wants to recruit people whose moms are hard on them. Yes, <laughs> yes. I remember he told me that. He's like, I don't want anybody who, if their mom's easy on them, I don't want them. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's, I might even taught him that one. Saying, hey, tough mamas. We got to recruit tough moms. Yeah. But I'm telling you, and she was, she's like, you're awful. I'm like, but I love it. She's like, yeah, but I got to sit there and watch you get beat up every day. And I'm like, well, stop watching, but I love it. I'm not, this is what I'm doing. And it was, you know, and so, not to get off on a tangent, but I mean, that no, was. No, that's, that's the whole that, point. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, as I started getting better and better, and then, you know, you, all of a sudden you, you know, it's like, when I won my first state title, they were kind of like surprised, like, how did that happen? He was just getting <laughs> murdered. I was like, but see, I told you I love it. Now they started to love it. Like, yeah, this ain't bad. It looked like you know, a crime like, scene before. <laughs> now, <laughs> now you're winning. Yeah. 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 So, so, but, yeah, so I always wanted to coach. I, I knew, but at the time, like, I, I was like, I always wanted to do, you know, because my heroes were coaches, so I wanted to do what they were doing and, and then I was going to be a high school coach, and I actually had a guy tell me, you know, I thought I was just going to teach and coach, but I didn't really care about teaching. I just wanted to coach. Yeah, it was what you had to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I, wanted to, I didn't want to teach a subject in school. I wanted to spend time and develop people. And, uh, and wrestling, to me, was my avenue to do, and I had a guy tell me, he's like, 
you don't want to be a high school coach and you want to be a college coach. And I was like, and then, you know, it's a tough business to get into. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that sounds great. And that, then I made it my mission to start, you know, that I wanted to be a college coach. And, and, uh, and it ended up working out. And, and uh, a couple of years later, I graduated and got my first coaching job at Missouri. And so, yeah, you know, it's, it was never about me. It's always been about the athletes and, Someone told me a long time ago, and I, I, would, I can't tell you, I don't know who it was, but they said, the athletes get the wins, the coaches take the losses. And that hit home for me. And I was like, he's right. We got to come back. You know, we don't get our hand raised, but when they're losing, we got to fix it. We got to come in and develop them and fix it. When maybe it's not even a technical thing. Maybe there's a mental side of it. Maybe they're, you know, they're stressed out in school, so they're not getting – you know, they're, they're not focused in practice and they're missing out on things, you know. So yeah. there's a lot of reasons why people do it. you got to help them figure it out. And maybe it's nutrition. Maybe it's sleep. You know, you, you got to really and, – and I just think it's – you know, I, I love that process. And so at the end of the day, man, I love when somebody – when they have success, man, it's great. You know, you go enjoy – you know, I walk away. Right. You know, you go enjoy your success. This is on you. You put the work in. You know, so I don't know. That's probably why I do it. It's a rarity, though. You know, there's a lot of people that are – you see a lot of people, and, and I I see it especially at, like, lower levels, the guys that just want to be in the corner and ride coattails of kids, kids of all ages, mm. like grown men that should really know better, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, come on, man. You know, like, be, if you're not better than that, be better than that, you know? Right. So, yeah, well – you, you know, the proof is in the pudding in your life with the number of people that are lucky enough to call you a friend and the people that have called upon you. And, you know, I, I literally to this day, I, I still think of, I was calling you and I'm like, man, this kid, if he gets down to weight, he's going to win nationals. You're like, I'll call him. I was like, <laughs> okay, good, because he ain't listening to me. So whatever, make this kid stop eating donuts. Let's make that happen. Can can, can I go on record as saying he was in his second year at the JUCO? (laughs) Yeah. So we can get all that clear. (laughs) No, he was. Yeah, for sure. No, I. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a great kid. He just didn't want to cut weight, you know. And you know, to this day, I'm still close with him. And you know, he he did it right. He dropped the mic. He won nationals and, and went on and got married and had a great life. So it's very rare that any of us win our last match. And he was smart enough to do that. So you can say what you want about Jukos, but he figured that part out. So that dude's got hey, that dude's got brains. <laughs> he got ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. So all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on with me today. Um I wanna, you know, please pass along my thanks to Dino for wrestling in the border brawl. For and, please, sure. and please thank Zeke for coming on the show this summer and and just like I said, for his generosity to uh me and my father, you know, both on and off the air. And, uh, Absolutely. And you know, I wish you guys all the best, man. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Keep, uh, keep doing. It. I love listening to your interviews. We just crossed yeah. over our 50th episode and over like two or two and a half million listens, so we're pretty excited. Oh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, my dad. Well, cool. Says, my dad says I got a face for radio, so I'm gonna keep it up. <laughs> hey, when he says that, you just tell him, "Don't worry, you're the one that made that face." <laughs> I say I look like you, Pop, so then I, and then I run. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> All right. All right, man. We let me boogie, but you have a great day, and uh, thank you so much for your time. No problem, ladies and gentlemen from Arizona State. That was Lee Pritz. We'll speak to y'all next week.